If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Can we just give Doug a shout out real yeah, quick? Yeah, Doug, before we, before Doug we go? does deserve a shout out. For <laughs> we had Cellucor, we had Orange Theory, big thing that hit it, and then we have Joe Donnelly. Who four hours of episodes edited down to like twenty minutes? <laughs> <laughs> we can't air any of it. It's so much of it. Poor Doug. Oh yeah. You know what, Doug? You bust your ass, bro. We we appreciate it, which is why Adam's giving you a blowjob. Uh, thank you. Right? Yeah, thanks, Adam. <laughs> what are friends for? <laughs> Good wipes. All right, <laughs> there's a plug. All right, so uh, that 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 sweet voice you hear in the background it's is not Justin. Is me. Besides <laughs> that one, no, we um, we've actually invited uh, one of my friends on the show. Uh, we're not going to use her real name because she's uh, well. You'll hear why. But <clears throat> the reason why I wanted to bring her on Mind Pump is because we talk a lot about entrepreneurship, right? She's a much uh, cuter version of Justin. Yep, definitely. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Justin's going to hear this and be so pissed because he knows he's cute. Right. But we, we, you know, we talk about entrepreneurship. We talk about motivation, starting, you know, if you if you want to get into the business of fitness, how to do it on your own or even just how to do anything on your own and, uh, you know, how that requires swinging the bat and taking chances and, you know, but so far you've heard a bunch of guys talk about this. And, um, you know, I thought it would be great to bring a, a, a female perspective now, um, what name can I call you? Cherry Divine. Cherry Divine. You sound like a porn star. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know, but you know, I'm going for the divine, like coming from the vine slash play on divine. Oh, so I like that. You know, I like juxtaposition. <laughs> That's good. So, uh, so, so, uh, Miss Divine uh, is a friend of mine, and uh, oh, that rhymes. <laughs> It was that good? Yeah, all that just rhymed right there, dude. It's perfect. <laughs> you know, I'm a rapper, right? Did I ever tell you about that when I used to rap? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. So, um, how do we meet? Facebook, right? Right. Through a mutual friend, mm-hmm. and um, I had a lot of in- instantly. I had a lot of respect for her because she had, she's a an entrepreneur. She had a business um, that she had started and it was growing. And I liked the branding. I liked the labeling that she used. I liked her attitude a lot. And you know, I, I like to hang out with people that I feel like I can learn from. And so um, I kind of, you know, I invited her to my gym. And we became friends um, as a result. But um, she's an entrepreneur. So um, I don't know. Maybe we should talk about that a little bit. So uh, the, the current business you're in, the reason why we have to change, use your name, a different name, <coughs> is what's, what's the industry that you're in? Well, I work in the cannabis industry. Oh. Well, I want to know, being that she's an entrepreneur, I'd like to hear her. She didn't of, bring us any cannabis, though. Well, yeah. Strike. Why well, no, right? Strike one well, right no, there. Well, no, I did, if you want. Oh, <laughs> that a girl. See, you kind of like her already. Um, I knew you liked her, I, 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 But you like, better be papered up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would I would like to hear um, kind of how, how you got into entrepreneurship. So let's back it up a little bit. But even maybe before cannabis, you know, what what – made you decide to head into entrepreneurship? Because we all talk about how it takes a unique person. Yeah. Yeah, because you were a corporate girl before, right? Yeah, Yeah, that's that's right. I want to hear. I want to hear that. Yeah, so corporate girl, got my college degree at Chico State, uh, BS in business administration, went straight into IT, made great money. Um, At one point in time, I was working for Hewlett Packard in 2004. Carly Fiorina was running it. And um, as you know, and probably know even more now, since she's in the news more, because uh, she's a candidate for president, um, she's she fired a lot of people, laid them off. Um, the only person that was in my uh, upline management uh, after the merger of um, Compaq was Carly Fiorina herself. So after the fallout of the acquisition of Compaq, 
it was all compact management. So at that point, a new culture had set in. It was like the Houston uh, Texan culture, which is different oh, really? from a Californian mm. culture. And um, and it, I just realized, you know, this isn't my ball game. I don't have any control over this. I, you know, that's the man right there. And I don't like the way this feels. And, you know, I clearly don't have control over my future. And I want to have some uh, self-reliance in my life. So, so, so this is why you didn't just go work for another company. You ended up starting your own business at this point. No, I kept I kept uh, working in the IT industry okay. and making super good money, like six figure income money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't want to turn that down. And um, you know, after work, I would hustle and and uh, work on my craft because that's what it's all about mm. is getting basically those ten thousand hours in of what you do best and mastering that craft. And mm. you know, so many people talk about that. What did you? What What was some of the things that surprised you the most when you when you first started doing that? You know, because I think uh, there's a lot of challenges when you try to start your own business. You know, uh, did you have any preconceived notions that were shattered or changed as you got going? Uh, no, I don't think so, because I knew it was going to be slow to start. And it, it, it's always been slow to start. I've been doing it since 2004, but slowly and uh, building it. And then finally left on good terms in the IT industry in 2011. And I did that because I knew I was kind of... Uh, on the nipple of corporate America, you know, getting my paycheck. Mm. And uh, I knew I would make mistakes a lot faster if I went out and just did it rather than making mistakes a lot slower going day by day by day by day in corporate America. So, yeah, I just finally took the jump and, and did it. And you, and you started what, skincare? <clears throat> yeah, I do, I do skincare, cosmetics, mostly natural products. So that's what I was going to ask you. When you referred to your craft that you were doing after work, is it, what were you doing exactly and what made you start doing that? Yeah, so certified aromatherapist <laughs> since 2004. Uh, the real story is I had cervical cancer and I couldn't get rid of it, couldn't shake it for four years, precancerous. And I tried herbs. I tried different things. I couldn't shake it. And uh, I know a lot of women out there will totally resonate with me on this because it's it's uh, pap smears. It's we have to get these every year, and it was irregular. Um, so it was really scary for me. And I like it, like I said, I studied herbs, and they really weren't working very fast. And so I started getting into essential oils, and they are much more aggressive. Um, just medicine. And I worked with my teacher who, um, I was a protege for about a year and, uh, we created a formula. Um, and for those out there, it's, uh, just eucalyptus citriodora, eucalyptus, faraha, which is a rare oil and cinnamon, which is really aggressive. And we put those in suppositories. Well, I did. And I did cervical suppositories. No shit. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah. In two weeks, I did two weeks. Wow. And I, I literally prayed to the plants in my kitchen and I said, plants, <laughs> if you heal me, <laughs> I'm going to forever be your advocate. Right. Forever. Lola. Forever. Yeah. And uh, I did it for two weeks um, every night. Um, and then when I had my uh, cervical exam, they had to take a, a, a sample. And the, the doctor actually said, hey, I think I see something. So it was like, shit. No, I hope you don't. And then it turned out negative. Negative! Woo! <laughs> Woo! Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, you're like, I want to get, I want to I want to be in the, in this industry. I want to make these types of products or work with these things, yeah. plants to help other people. Yeah, absolutely. I, awesome. t- I totally do. Yeah, that that is the reason I'm here. And I feel like, 
that's why it's divine. I mean, I really, it's more than just like, sounds like a porn star name or something. I mean, it really is. I feel like plants are divine. If you look at them, the Fibonacci sequence is in them. Fibonacci, the math. Yeah. So it's got the spiral, like a Nautilus, like a snail shell. And you find that sequence everywhere in nature. You find it in the universe. You find it the way planets move. I mean, it's pretty crazy. It's uh, uh, so, and and this, you know, you're the, you're exactly the kind of person I would want. Uh, making a cannabis p- product for me because you love plants so much yeah. that I want somebody who's got that kind of passion, right? Making those kinds of products. Yeah. Which is, it's sure. so, um, it's so refreshing to have somebody like her on here because I think the whole cannabis industry, being somebody who was in the cannabis industry for a long time, it gets such a bad rap, hmm. you know, because there, there's, uh, there is another half or other side of people that are, that are in it just to make a buck and, you know, they know it's that's what's where it's going. And so they're, it's a hustle for them or whatever. And, and they don't really truly care about, you know, what it can really truly do to us. So it's so always refreshing to meet somebody who does care, who has a great story like that and can share that. So where, where did this where did this start to turn into, you know, heading in the direction of cannabis? You know, you obviously you're doing essential oils, you're working that way. Mm-hmm. This happens to you. And then, and then where from there? Uh, just, you know, seeing more activity legally in California. Um the ability to do it. So I just, I saw a couple people out there doing it badly, you know, my competitors, I guess. And it's like, oh my God, I can run circles around this. <laughs> so yeah. Can you relate with that? Adam? <laughs> <laughs> you, before you came in here. Uh, so my, I have three buddies. Uh, the way I fell into cannabis, I was, I've been a personal trainer, I've been health and wellness my whole life. I actually uh, was anti-marijuana guy. Um, just because as a kid, when I first tried, I had a bad experience. Mm. Uh, nobody told me that you could smoke too much of it to get, it would you dr- get paranoid. Yeah. So I, and <laughs> yeah, it, right. yeah. And I was, and I was somebody who was very sensitive. So I was like, ah, away from it forever and sure. didn't want anything to do with it. Well, fast forward my life 10, 10 plus years later. And I have a client of mine who is in the industry and have been in it for a, a long time. And, and he saw the direction it was going as far as you know, going the legal direction and the cannabis clubs. And he saw the way that I actually managed a team and a staff and the way I run, I ran my club. And he said, Hey, I I have this vision that the, you know, this was back when San Jose originally was only supposed to have 12 clubs when they first came out. And he says, um, I'm going to have the rights to six of those 12 clubs. And I want you to manage them and oversee them. And I'm like, dude, I don't know anything about marijuana. Right. I, I don't know shit about this, man. He's like, yeah, I don't need you to. I need you just to run the facilities. I trust you as a person. Blah, blah, blah. We had built that relationship. So when I got into it, I saw how many idiots were actually running it. <laughs> is, it, is, it is it just because it's, it's just a bunch of hippies and stoners that started? I mean, I think I mean, it's like street hustlers that turned try to legitimize it but they're still hustling and yeah. it's like very aggressive alpha males out there just mm, mm, i want that i get that you know <laughs> i know that <laughs> sounds good. you guys probably do a better grant than me but that is i mean you see i it. think that was very well put and i think uh, it sounds better coming from you than it would have for me <laughs> <laughs> because uh i was probably more rude about it the way i said it it is that's exactly what it was and you know, even though I didn't have any real experience in that, I, it didn't take me very long to realize that, wow, these guys are just like passing information around each other. Nobody understands the science. Nobody actually picked the fucking book up and read anything. And right. so even though I wasn't really educated in that field, I thought, well, I most certainly could go down to Barnes and Noble and start fucking picking some books up and start reading. That's right. Yeah. And so me and my two other nerdy buddies started doing that. We started reading and started learning all about the plant and learning about the body and learning. And I thought, Holy shit! There was, and then I started to find a lot of parallels 
with the the cannabis plant with the human body, right. which then that then I actually got kind of hooked it onto because I've always been into you know the human body and anatomy and and kinesiology and all that stuff. And then when I started to see the parallels that the, the marijuana plant had, I thought, oh, wow, this is really cool. And then I got really into it. And so did my two buddies. So we got very good at it. And uh, we just destroyed everybody in the area mm. because nobody was nobody understood the science behind it. Everybody was just passing on information that they had learned from somebody. And some of them, you know, were decent at doing it, but no one even really understood the process on how they got there, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. obviously you ran into the same <laughs> thing. Yeah. What does the current state of the industry look like right now in California? I think it looks bright because a lot of women are getting involved. Oh, really? Yeah. In fact, there's a, a really cool uh, women's organization across the nation. There's 37 chapters called Women Grow. And, uh, you know, it's really going to be the 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 piece that pushes us over the edge in legalization because right now a lot of women are uninformed you know Mm -hmm. there's a stigma um and you know maybe like a puritan thing i don't know but most you know most guys are there's more men okay with cannabis than women you know what's funny it was women who were strongly behind the prohibition act uh uh, back when alcohol became illegal um it was women back uh, coming together and saying we want to make alcohol illegal and and Till this day, they're the most anti-drug. And the stereotype is because they're moms, they have their kids, they don't want their kids to be exposed. But now that we're learning about the ills of the drug war um, and how the black market that it created is much worse than the drugs themselves. Right. You know, that's what you're starting to see. Yeah. And then, you know, who buys, who's typically making the store purchases, like the toothpaste and the deodorants and the aspirin and the vitamin C? Who's women. making that women? Right. So like they're the caretakers. They're, they buy the majority of the groceries usually, you know, and um, so they're going to buy cannabis, too. Mm hmm because that's medicine and they're going to want to take care of their family and use it for the right reasons at the right times. I tell you what, if you had to pick a consumer, if you had to pick between men and women, women all day. Women all day. Women all day. Yeah. Yeah, all day. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because of my men's skincare line. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little bit harder to sell if I, you know, put flowers and stuff on it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, people like Justin just mentioned the last podcast we had, he don't even wash his fucking face, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, it's it's a little bit harder, yeah. And then Sal, Sal, he lotions up three parts of his body. That's So we're the worst, we're the worst people to sell to. Yeah. Lots of lotion. Uh, so <laughs> I, I, I want to talk about some of the uh, th- some of the products that either. Well, dude, there was one that we were talking about off air. We got to start I, with that. I, one. I, well, I wanted to get to that, but okay, <laughs> yeah, you, no, no, no. You want to no, drop? We got to go straight yeah, there. No foreplay. Yeah, Let's no, yeah, right no there. foreplay. Straight, <laughs> no, no, straight so, to the anus, please. So you guys have you guys you guys have a lube. You guys have a, a cannabis lube. Right. How does that work? Well, it's the only silicone lube on the market. So there's a bunch of. Um, they call them, you know, infused lubricants out on the market, infused with ca- cannabis. And but if they're all coconut oil or they're oil based, well, that that fucks with your condom. Sorry, guys. But that's how you get a girl pregnant is, uh, is messing around with oil. So, you know, yeah, <laughs> sex so 101. And I, I would think the I would think the, the, the <laughs> cannabis, I would think the cannabis would desensitize down there. No, it doesn't. Um, well, for the women, it makes it even more sensitive. Really? Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so um, with the silicone, uh, the silicone you can also, it's great for gay male sex, too. So, Oh, there you go, Adam. So, 
So this is you know, it's really high performance. So hey, high performance. It is. So, yeah. Well, you need. I mean, I mean, okay. You're gonna you're gonna want a lube that doesn't like break down. Yeah. Right, and silicone is supposed to be the best loop. Well, okay, I'm, I, we have I'm to back up because I'm 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 fascinated <laughs> by this right now. I, I do understand that uh, you know uh, sex. If you've never had sex while having cannabis in your system, you're missing out because I think it's oh yeah, total aphrodisiac, greatest aphrodisiac. Absolutely, I think it's fantastic. Um, yeah. Now, if you're somebody who, who who has had that, I get where you it would heighten the senses, but I would also think that like it would. It, Re, like just like they used it for the pain. If you do it for pain, it numbs the area. So I would think that it would would desensitize, but it, it doesn't. It heightens for the clitoris. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So I'm so fascinated with clitoris. Too. It, it is. You know. Say I, that I, again. <laughs> the clitoris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah <that's laughs> we're so we're, so, we're <laughs> thirteen. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. We're thirteen years old. Well, we can talk more about the clitoris. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, so um, the some of the. Uh, I guess like straight couples that have talked to me have said um, one said she put it on an hour and a half before intimacy and and she's okay this is crazy she said she I guess she's a squirter okay okay and she, this conversation awesome. this conversation yeah. got really it cool. just got really interesting keep going yeah. here well yeah it's so so <laughs> I know it's kind of crazy so and she squirted and like squirted through her duvet this is the straight quote it's like her testimonial <laughs> <laughs> That's so crazy, right? <laughs> write that on. Write that on the bottle. Yeah, makes you squirt through your duvet. Yeah. yeah so yeah. so increases sensitivity. Actually, totally yeah. you know why that makes sense? Okay, so but there's no psychoactive effect. There's, really? Okay, so I'm just gonna ask you that. So let's say you're 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 having sex. You've got all this lube. It's you've got those those membranes of the you know the vagina. They 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 are sensitive. They will absorb. They don't get like they don't like three hours later all of a sudden get high as shit. Yeah, I don't think it's. I don't know. If people are using really using it like vaginally. I think it's more like clitoris. Uh, oh, like rub it on while I gotcha. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What yeah. about what about you said something earlier about gay sex? You were saying that the guy will be like high for like two days or something like that. The, the, yeah, the, the receiver, the mm-hmm. receivers gets super high for like until mid next mid next next morning. <laughs> well, that makes well, sense because you can absorb things that oh, way. Oh, the, yeah, the colon. Exactly. That's just like the we we've joked about this before. I think on Mind Pump about getting drunk. If you take a shot through the asshole, you're going to be like <laughs> yeah. your body your body absorbs like a, a higher percentage which, of it. Yeah. You have to go through this. Which to me was like it's like a freaking paradox because. You're probably already drunk when you decide to put a shot up your ass. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's not like a sober decision. Yeah. You're not like, hey, you guys want to start drinking? First shot up the ass. Let's do it. Like you don't do that. First. No way. It doesn't make any sense. Mm-mm. So you've got a lot of positive feedback from the from this uh, cannabis sex lube. Yeah, yeah. We even took it to Folsom Street Fair. No. In San Francisco. Yeah, it was so awesome. Did people try it right there? Were they like? Oh, we gave it to the, the rugby team. I guess there's a gay rugby team in San Francisco, and they were so excited there's about it. There's a gay you. rugby team? Yeah, they're all your size, Adam. <laughs> I am not joking. I wouldn't even think that's just, it's like literally the gay rugby team. Yeah. That's, oh, that's, uh, that's Well, I don't think me. they necessarily proclaim that. Oh, okay. I, but, I mean, say, they are gay for sure. They're okay. like, yeah, they're out there doing No, yeah. what? you didn't happen to bring that, did you? Did you bring it? Did you I, bring it? Yeah, I actually do. Oh. Have what, what, what? Yes. I do have a bottle. Yes. You, you have a bottle? Yeah. Oh, she's, oh yeah. all right. Go grab yeah, it. Yeah, you have to grab. She's it. gonna grab it right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Adam's gonna rub it on his clitoris. I am definitely gonna use. It. <laughs> Sal doesn't have Sal doesn't have enough sex to use this, but I will most certainly use this. So let me borrow that one for sure. I'll give you. I'll give you some reviews. <laughs> I can't. This and then, is, and then when you get when you get back to the mic, I, if you could, um, if you could explain where the clitoris is for Doug, because I can see he's looking at us confused right now. <laughs> is that inside? Is what he's asking. So what is the bottle? 
Are we allowed to say what the name of the product is on the bottle? Yeah, or, I, okay. You can you can say it's a natural cannabis. It's CO two cannabis infused, so it's infused with uh, CO two, which is awesome. Um, and it's called Cantaloupe, C A N N A, and then Lube, personal lubricant. Mm. <clears throat> is it? Uh, is so? This has all the cannabinoids: THC, CBD, whole plant. Yeah. Okay. Any any benefit to either THC or CBD, uh, or any in terms of for lube or just all of it? I, I just don't think we have enough experience knowing yeah. yet. I, I mean, I hope we get to do more formulas. That's actually, um, although the label doesn't say it, that's Candyland. That's infused with Candyland. So that's, oh, the strain uh, Candyland? Yeah, exactly. So, oh, the whole thing has 20 milligrams or 60 milligrams of THC. Yeah. Oh. So the difference with... Can I, I'm going to try a little bit on my fingers. Is that okay? Yeah, for sure. The 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 difference just is... Make sure you uh, save some for me, bro. I'm taking that home tonight <laughs> in case you're watching. Oh, shit. Okay, so this is really slippery. It's really slippery like stuff. Like Astroglide slippery? More. Astroglide's water-based. Silicone-based stuff will, is way better. Yeah, it stays around. Dude. Yeah, rub my finger. <laughs> Put <laughs> your finger on my finger, dude. <laughs> just give me it's the not look. weird, dude. No, that's very no, weird. weird. <laughs> it's not weird when you... When, <laughs> Just don't look at me. It's not weird if I like it. (laughs) (laughs) No, put a little bit, just a tad on your. I'm I'm going to, bro. I don't think it'll work because the little. You have to. Oh no, no, take the whole cap off. Oh, you. Yeah, but but careful because it'll spill everywhere. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Just put a little bit on your, like I did. Here, Doug, bend over real quick. Oh man, <laughs> Doug likes it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're gonna be high for the next four days. Is this is this your best? Is this one of your best sellers? It just came out on the market in August. Oh, awesome. Um, but everybody's really excited about it. This oh, is so- I can see. I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait. It honey, smells good. Honey, when I get home. It smells <clears throat> really good, too. It smells, it smells like natural to me. It smells mm. natural. I Which like I, it. Yeah, I agree. That's I nice. wouldn't hype it up like it smells like yeah. fantastic. It smells good. It smells natural. <laughs> Mind pump episode, whatever. <laughs> Sal and Adam test out lube. Wow, it, it is very... <laughs> so what other, what other products do you, do you have that you're... That you're um, selling right now. I think another good one I have is sunscreen. Oh, really? Yeah, because you know cannabis is technically an antioxidant. So, well, it's anti-cancer. Yeah, right. Yeah. Let's okay. talk about that for a little bit. Um, some of the studies that are coming out showing that cannabinoids uh, are anti-cancer. Yeah. You know, this is one of the reasons why they've tried forever to tie smoking marijuana to lung cancer, and they can't because although smoke is very carcinogenic, the cannabinoids are very anti-cancer. And so people are coming out without lung cancer. Do you, with it. Do you have anything that you've made for psoriasis or eczema for uh, skin stuff like that? I know, I know that there's been studies out for that also. Yeah, it's supposed to be like syuritic, meaning like anti psoriasis. Uh, we have a lotion. I have a couple lotions that I make for different clients. Oh, yes. We sold about five thousand bottles. I brought some of that. Yeah, oh, good dude. stuff. So, so let me. Ask- about to be like your number one customer. Oh, no, here. for sure, dude. <laughs> Seriously, she's the best. So let me ask you this. Um, let's talk about the cannabinoids. Which uh, I guess talk about a little bit. Explain them to me. We know what THC is, or our listeners are going to know what THC is. That's the psychoactive, right? That's what gets you high. Right. What about some of the other lesser known cannabinoids? Yeah, well, um, cannabidiol is the one that Dr. Sanjay Gupta talks about the most because of Charlotte's Web and little Charlotte having something like 500 um, epileptic seizures. Um, I think like 300 in a week or something like that. And, and uh, dosing, I think, uh, internally, you know, basically eating a little bit. Uh minimized her seizures to only three in a month. Imagine being that parent. 
Oh, it's like that change your life. Oh, the kid someone was dying. Was, yeah, someone who's having three hundred a week to all of a sudden three a she month. She was like comatose. Yeah, yeah. She was that's like, like that's more than life changing. That's from the CBD. Just, yeah, from Charlotte's Web. Do you, do, you so, me, do you remember what how how much they had to dose her in order to get them to settle down that much? Do you remember? No, I remember hearing the story. Well, too, so yeah. so GW Pharmaceuticals is a is a pharmaceutical company that's working with CBD to make yeah. drugs, and um, they've already they're they're actually got fast tracked. To to uh, I think orphan drug status for a drug that is CBD based for uh, certain types of epilepsy. So so stuff like this, like what she's talking about, is what prompted a lot of these companies to take a look because you know now there's money. Yeah, and frankly, it makes everybody reconsider what it is as mm-hmm. as medicine. You know, and um, there definitely are physiological effects of it, but you know, I don't think a lot of people realize they might be using it as medicine for their for their mental hygiene as well, like feeling better, happier calmer um, about things they may think they're getting maybe so-called high but it's actually medicine and they're taking it and they're feeling better Mm -hmm. it's actually uh, supposed to be really good for uh uh, i think one of the reasons uh some women take is for premenstrual syndrome things like cramps and you know where you feel kind of down or whatever it's supposed to help with that as well um so any other benefits to cbd so anti-seizure it's not psychoactive that's right. Yeah, I think that's a great benefit because there's a lot of um, people who can who are consumers of external products like you know lotions, or I don't know anything bombs, ointments, uh, because there is no psychoactive f- factor to it. There's a lot of people who don't want to feel you know the the high from it. So it works out well, especially the older patients, which primary is like a big part of our demographic. You know, that's what we're top heavy with um, our. Uh, like elder generation and their their knees are hurting and they're they're using it for pain oh for sure they are mm-hmm. yeah and other diseases um oh what's that one that they parkinson's parkinson's mm. oh right yeah they're um, using it where they're like the most tense like in their sort of like neck mm-hmm. um they get really tight right there and so the specificity would, help with specificity i guess yeah so so um so cbd and thc are the two most well-known can, uh, uh, cannabinoids. Yeah. What What are some other cannabinoids that you're seeing, you know, some new research on? Because I know you're on the up and up. Kind of, yeah. I mean, there's cannabigerol, and there's some people that are saying, I think that one is like an anti-appetite, um, like an appetite suppressant. Ooh. But I just think that's a little hyped up. I don't believe really? that. Yeah, I think I think there's an appetite suppressant. I think that's like sativa. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's... Uh, well, cannabichromine is that? Am I saying that right? CBC. I read somewhere it's like it, it's, it improves um, or it's uh, good for neurogenesis, helps grow brain cells, which is hilarious because that's the opposite of what they said. <laughs> right. It did for such a long time. Yeah. So, um, so being, uh, so you're obviously against the war on drugs. Then you of would course. say that's a position of yours at you. Yeah. That yeah. You definitely. Hold strongly. Mm-hmm. Now, are you pro like heavily regulated for the marijuana industry, or how do you think it should be run? If, if it becomes or when it becomes legalized, because I think it's going to be eventually. Uh, I come from the school of thought of good manufacturing practices um, as defined by the Food and Drug Administration. So I feel that people should make and produce products safely for consumer safety. And that means making sure your ingredients are produced in a clean environment with people wearing gloves, uh, face masks, um, hair nets, lab coats in a clean facility with uh, stuff that's been sanitized with alcohol and um, and because these people have uh, immune systems that might be compromised mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people who are unregulated in the industry creating products and they're they're not being held accountable to wearing a, a mask 
Yeah, yeah and that makes it hard, especially when it's not legal. It yeah. makes it hard to regulate it in that way. So you think like regulating kind of like food or like wine would, sure. would make a big difference. I think so too. Yeah, that's that's uh, kind of my school of thought because I think there's kind of this range of regulation that you can have with products. Everything from being unregulated completely but being legal to being so strictly regulated that it's a Schedule One drug and you can't even study it. And I think uh, I think I, don't, I think drugs, all illegal drugs, fall somewhere in that spectrum. But I think very few to none should be Schedule One. Can't even study it, especially not marijuana. Yeah, I think I mean, Schedule Two also I think only keeps it in the hands of a pharmacist. Right. So that's a problem potentially for me as uh, an entrepreneur in the cannabis industry uh, that it might make it difficult for me to to do something with the with, right. the, with the plant. Now, what happened recently? Because we were we're next door to a, a, a cannabis um, club that now had to move. Right. What happened? Because like all of a sudden they were there. They've been there for a while. Yeah, I've heard boom. I've heard rumors of uh, them trying to get everybody located downtown or something like that. Is that what they're trying to do? Is they trying to? I know before it was industrial area and zoning and X amount away from schools yeah. or this or that. What's the latest and greatest with the city you now? Yeah, it's really just the city trying to uh, minimize how many um, eyesores I guess they wanted to see and, and there's definitely some people who are doing business badly um, some loitering you know so they weren't they weren't holding their patients accountable to good to to behaving well so I could see why San Jose did some of it but they did a very broad brush stroke and, uh, and, and made it very hard so there's only about 20 people maybe 12 at the end of it all and so we're actually going to lose clubs Oh, yeah, we've probably lost already like 90 or something since last summer. Wow. Let me ask you this. Uh, the people who will be left over, do you think they were part of pushing through this legislation to get rid of their competitors? No. You don't think so at all? Nope. Yeah. Um, but they're going to definitely benefit from it. Profit. Oh, for sure, yeah, because there's uh, the demand, high, the high demand, demand low, yeah. or low supply, and, and they're only going to be allowed to grow a certain amount. Really? So the price is about to go up? Well, they're real estate. You know, they're only going to have like a certain amount of um, grow locations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they, they now made it, what I think that was last year or the year before, where you, you actually grow on site of where your cannabis club yeah, is, right? Yeah, or, or at least like one or two maybe alternate sites max. Right. So, I mean, that clearly puts your supply at, you know, a, a ceiling at least, mm-hmm. you know? You yeah. Know. Now, how's your relationship with cannabis? How did you first start using it and, and what what do you use it for if you do? Um, I think it's, well, besides the lube. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, I, I, well, for, for medicinal, uh, for sure. I mean, I, I usually do some edibles if I have cramps for Mm -hmm. my period. So that actually helps a lot. And same with my migraines, um, edibles help, but otherwise I don't really like edibles because I definitely don't like to have fun with them because, it's just not the type of fun I like. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I do like to sleep well with them. And so I know what my dose is. I'm like, you know, 12 milligrams. Mm. Everybody should know their dose. They should figure it out. Yeah. Have you ever, should... have you ever done too much? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember one time in particular oh you told God. me about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's not too often where people actually um, have, what do you call it? Like a psych, a psychedelic experience. Yeah, because you could go there with too much. Oh, I have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I had a bad experience my first edible. Oh, see? Yeah. yeah, that's so... Yeah, be careful out there because those edibles will rock your fucking well, world. And this is something that, and I'm sure you can agree <laughs> with this, one of the things I had a problem with it when we had the clubs was um, 
you know, when they first started, it's it, it became this competitiveness with, between these these companies making the edibles on who can make the strongest Dude. cookie for the yes. cheapest price. There's you know? a freaking cookie that has a thousand milligrams of THC in the cookie. Yeah, it, that's cr- that's silly. And that's it, just it, silly. That, really silly. And that, yeah, because they're they're because they were appealing to a, a certain demographic of people that were coming in that were solely looking for this crazy amount of dosage. Then you get a guy like me who's never had it before and he, he thinks, okay, I can have this one, so little, what happened this one little sugar <laughs> cookie that's this, this big yeah, around. And it was Halloween and it was, uh, <laughs> yeah, not a good time, not a good fucking time to do it, right? So my buddy goes up to one of the clubs up in Santa Cruz. This was before I had the cannabis club. So this was, you know, this is pre Adam uh, doing any cannabis or around it. So those that are listeners, they know that I, I, I talk openly about uh, smoking marijuana and I, uh, I hadn't, this is before all that, before I had learned about it or anything. And uh, my buddy says, Oh, they got these great cookies. You'll love it. And I was like, Oh, you know, I don't know. When I was younger, I had an experience with brownies and I didn't like it too much. He's like, Oh no, no, no these are fine. These are, you know, medical marijuana. So they'll be okay. And I'm like, okay. So it well, <laughs> just means they're strong. Right. Right. <laughs> I, I, yeah, right. I don't know what the fuck that means at the time. Right. So I'm like, whatever, of course, being a sucker and it's Halloween. So we're all getting ready for this party. And it's like, I don't know, four or five o'clock. And he comes over and he gives me this little cookie and on it says four doses, oh, I hate and, those. which is probably, it probably had about 80 to hundred milligrams in total yeah, in the cookie. Yeah. I don't. And at that time, I don't even know this was even before they started really because break, breaking down the milligrams of doses right. was way later. Yeah. When the, when they first started, it was, it like, was just like dose. Yeah. It was one dose, two dose, three dose, four dose. So subjective. Yeah. Too. Very like, subjective. What is a dose? Exactly. And, and, <laughs> you know, and later on I learned that like, you know, a one dose to one company could be five doses to another company because no one was putting the exact milligrams in. Nobody was, was handling it professionally like Cherry's talking about. So, you know, I take this four dose cookie and, I, and I'm thinking like my little buddy who's next to me, he probably weighs a buck fifty and he's eating all of it. So I'm like, OK, I could probably <laughs> handle all of it. Right. I'm twice his size. So I take this cookie and maybe actually, you know, in fact, I took half the cookie at first and I waited like 30, 45 minutes oh, and, I didn't, and I didn't feel anything. This is anything. the mistake. Oh, this yeah. is the big this mistake. Yeah. The mistake. Everybody yeah. does. I don't feel anything. And sometimes 30. it takes like an hour, an hour and yeah, a half. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so, especially if you were on a full stomach, like I think I just ate something, right? Oh, so like a half hour, 45 minutes goes by and I don't feel anything at all. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to eat the other half because it's I'm probably not going to feel anything. <laughs> so I eat the other half. So wait, b- b- before you continue, this is why that sucks so bad. So you ate one for 30, 45 minutes, didn't feel anything, <clears throat> ate the other half. Yeah. So here's what happens. The first half, half will hit you you're high out of your mind but then you fucking realize oh shit yeah i'm not even feeling the second right, half yet because another 45 yeah. minutes oh. the second train's gonna come and run <laughs> yeah. me over right? i actually have a picture of me someone took a picture no, of me don't. i'm and I, I have it i'll show you're I'll, in the bathtub i'm in the fetal i'm in the i'm in the fetal position on the on the bed that much oh yeah no it made me throw up i threw up from yeah, it so that's good. yeah i threw i threw up because it was so strong i couldn't were you yeah. just tripping balls or oh yeah no i was totally i totally <laughs> Totally, you know, and that people think that you can't uh, hallucinate or anything like that. Oh yeah, well, you uh, can. No, yeah, no. It, there was fucking dancing pink elephants and everything, bro. It was fucking. <laughs> Were there really yeah. pink elephants? No, there wasn't really pink elephants. But what there, what what I did experience was, and and uh, what happens, it's more a mental thing, right? So, uh, someone would come in the room, right, to check on me. I was laying in there, just oh, tripping balls, <laughs> and someone would come in, and they'd be like, "Hey, are you doing okay?" And then I would hear that repeated. 
in my head over <laughs> and over after they said it, you know, over and over and over. And then I would wig out like, stop, nothing is stop, fun- stop nothing messing. Nothing is funnier than listening to people OD oh, stories. dude. Like the overdose stories are great. <laughs> oh, it was, it was the worst. And you just want it to stop, dude. And but, you, but it doesn't. No, it doesn't. So and just, it slows time down. Oh, it's It actually lasts, distorts your perception of time. It lasts so long. Right, so four like, hours feels like 24 hours. Oh, four hours feels like it just, it feels like one long nightmare. It's willpower. Yeah. Uh, you have to just go, I got to get through this. Exactly. It's, and, and I literally remember just being in the fetal position, putting the, the pillows over my ears. So I didn't want to hear any noises. I didn't want to hear anything because everything kept Are you re- okay? Re- Are you okay? Yeah. It just kept replaying okay? in my head, replaying in my head. Just people coming like, leave me alone. Just leave me alone. I just need to sleep. I just need to sleep. You know, and if they kept doing it, they kept messing with me and make me throw up. And then I'd throw up and then it was awful. So you can imagine, right? The guy who ends up doing the cannabis clubs later on is that I really had a bad taste in my mouth when it came to marijuana. Well, Here's the thing. It's so much easier to overdose with edibles than it is with smoke. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Smoke or vape. I don't even, do you know, I, I don't know anybody that from traditional smoke, maybe from, uh, you know, wax and doing, you know, stuff. Wax, Which brings us to Cherry's story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love this. I remember you telling me this. This one's good. So I was on my, I was on a first date, basically. <laughs> oh, you overdosed on a first date. <laughs> totally. It was so bad. Yeah. Oh, it's a great first date. Yeah. And um, I definitely had did too much wax and uh in one sitting and um i don't know what it was but i went straight into like tunnel vision and it was at an event too and i was just like keep it together cherry keep it together you just kept saying that to yourself oh totally i had like the game face on like and i couldn't see anybody it was like all dull and um just like time warpy wow and um uh that my date got me a, a water and so I sipped on that. I thought I was okay. And then we started driving and I was feeling sick. Um, so I said, pull over. That's when I became a phallic, like a phallic uh, tower of lava. What do you mean? <laughs> I became lava, like in my mind. Whoa, wait, hold on a second. We stopped. Wait a minute. You I, became, let's back up, back up for a second. A phallic. A ph- yeah, it was so like a mound a, of lava. So you became a, a lava cock. Is what you said. Yeah, it was like this long mound. <laughs> That's and what you saw yourself as. I just was that, and I'm like, I'm going with it. I was. Like, what do you mean I'm going with it? I just was like lava. Oh, you know, it's just like I went right in there to my lava place, whatever it was, and it was like red and orange, and I'm just like I'm lava. It was crazy. <laughs> so what do you Okay, I want to hear the. I wish we could hear the guy's perspective of this. For I sure. just tuned him out. I have no idea. I have no idea. But I'm guessing you didn't have a second date. Well, that's. I didn't get to the second worst part of the date. Was uh, oh, it gets better. Yeah. So he's like, we should just get back. And I said, yeah, let's go. So he starts driving just too fast, and my stomach starts doing flip flops. And I have to grab the Ritz cracker, cracker bar or Ritz cracker box and throw up in the Ritz cracker box. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> on my first date, I'm blowing chunks. And I don't throw up well. I'm like a cat when I throw up. I'm just like, Rah! you know, I can't do it. So, yeah, it was bad. So I actually contained my spill within the Ritz cracker box. Uh. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we really didn't talk after that. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> so this is a le- lesson for you guys out there. Ever trying edible? So you said your dose is twelve milligrams for edibles. Five for, is for me. Anything over five, I just don't like it. I just don't like the way I feel. I feel too uh, weird. I don't yeah. know. I might get paranoid. So yeah. yeah, you're pretty sensitive. You're kind of a Sally Sal. 
You know what? You, no, you know what it is. We call we call him Sally Sal over here. You know, you know what it is. I'll I can't t- have too much milligrams of caffeine. That's too much. No, for you me. know what it is. I'm all. I'm all. I'm all. If you were in my body, this is what you would say. You'd be like, "This guy's high all the time." That's my natural. That's how I naturally am. Oh, is that what so? It is? Anything additional to that is like it's amplified. You know what I'm saying? But naturally, I'm always like, I'm on like five different drugs. That's just my brain. Just the way it works. It's already crazy. <laughs> so, Cherry, there was a, um, before we finish, uh, you also at one point had a website talking about um, uh, sexual hygiene. Oh. Yeah. And I wanted to talk about that because Adam's a big supporter of, uh, <laughs> of that kind of hygiene. So, any tips yeah. you can give uh, uh, yeah, I would love some, some of the listeners yeah. on, on sexual hy- hygiene? Yeah, I think there's a, a lot of um, tips that people can use out there to always guarantee a good experience with your girl. Or even your guy, mm-hmm. um, you know, and a lot of that is just washing with the right kind of soap and not using the um, synthetic fragrances uh, because that doesn't get rid of anything going on down there. <laughs> it just like masks it with perfume plus funk, whatever. So what's a bad soap to use? Um, probably like designer soaps. Oh, you they, know, okay. Like or floral. Sorry, anything Adam. that's like floral. I don't know. What, what, what do you think about like Summer's Eve and stuff like that for cleaning down in that area? Uh, <laughs> He's so serious right now. I am. I'm education right here, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, they're using like chemicals and stuff. I mean, what people really want to use is uh, natural products. Frankly, with essential oils, because essential oils are bacteriostatic. What does that mean? That means that it keeps bacteria in a holding pattern. So it doesn't kill all the bacteria, which is what you don't. Which you want. don't want. Yeah. In fact, women don't want. You know, we have a total equilibrium balance going on down there there's a whole so. ecosystem down there Adam. Yeah. Did you know that absolutely dude. every time I'm, you go I'm down always, there i'm always <laughs> trying to make sure it's balanced bro i'm working on that always That's right. yeah. i'm always trying to keep my feng shui right what, bro whenever a woman's ecosystem senses uh, adam coming it's like no he's gonna eat us. <laughs> so. yeah but i mean it goes for guys too you guys don't always what uh, we have an ecosystem yeah. Well, oh, well, so I told you I went to the Folsom Street Fair, right? Yeah. So I happened to meet, oh, I was hanging out with the lawyer for kink.com, a female lawyer. And at the I don't same know what time- that website is. Continue. <laughs> 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 well, so there happened to be this um, a nice looking lady that was definitely had very small breasts and she was working it really good just like pinching her nipples just acting like she was the shit wow and so i'm like damn that girl was working it back there she goes oh yeah girlfriend everything's changing in the porn industry the natural look is back guys don't want to see like a bunch of uh spheres on women anymore like melons Mm. they want to see the real natural look and the bush is back too but keep it trim wow Trim bush. Okay. Oh, it is coming. What that's we talk, tri- we, we talked stuff. about this while we we're starting to make full circle back in the seventies here. Dude, I said the is. same. Yeah. Here yeah, we yeah, yeah. here we go. We, we, yeah, so we, like we You did. The, didn't you share that post recently? The seventies was a big old bush. Then the eighties we had the triangle. Then the nineties <laughs> it was the runway strip. Then two thousand it's bald. <laughs> yeah. Now we're working our way back. And, and men have hairy beards, and yeah. then we're going to start shaving, and they're going to start growing. Clean. It's going to be the opposite, right? You know what I mean? Hairy bush. Because you can't have a you can't have a big bush and a beard. Yeah. Because then double positive or something. Well then, well, then you get Velcro. you could get entangled. <laughs> Velcro, yeah, get stuck. Yeah. Tie knots down yeah, there. You don't want to do that. No kidding, so, right there. Huh? Interesting. It is interesting. I like it. <laughs> so, so uh, <laughs> boom. Back to keeping our nether regions clean. You, uh, you have a, a line, a product that you sell. 
Well, I, I do. I do have a line. It definitely helps. I mean, people just come to me and told me, oh, my God, you know, my my uh, husband actually, you know, smells better. And I like to give him blowjobs now or something like that. So so it's just it's probably just, the best selling. I've never heard of a sales pitch as effective as what she just did. Right <laughs> You're now. right. Right. This will probably increase your blood. I don't blood. know why we need to figure out a way to sell this through our site. Because well, I, feel I was like just going to say when, when you leave, we need to talk about what we could do business wise again, because <laughs> I already preached this as, as it is. And like, I can always be taught. Um, and it sounds like this would be a, a great product for myself and all of my listeners that agree with me and disagree with Sal and Justin. In well, this anybody that's sexually active, you know, it's like, who He's, wants exactly? Because Justin and Sal cuckoo, really aren't sexually right? active. So <laughs> a smelly what? Cuckoo. <laughs> Cuckoo. Don't want to smell a cuckoo. <laughs> I, like, I like that. <laughs> Nobody wants to check the mic when it smells. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, listeners, please do not forget to subscribe to Mind Pump and leave us a nice review and give us a good rating. That's right. Keep your buttholes clean. Thank you, Cherry. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump.